Hi, this is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. You're listening to another podcast episode. If you like the podcast and the episode, please write a review, share with a friend, or leave a comment. You can also visit my website at www.nikkiasherbowling.com or you can visit my YouTube channel. Thank you and enjoy a new episode from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. Hello everybody, this is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay and today's guest is Coach Lee Hopkins and Coach Lee is here to help you develop lasting friendships and solid relationships and today we're going to talk about um, his 30 day friendship challenge because um, International Friendship Day is July, uh, I think it's 30th. So, um, so we will be talking about that today and, but before I bring him on, I just want to remind everybody that if you're watching on YouTube to please comment, like, and subscribe. And I like to say that's a demand, but it's a request. (laughs) So also if you're listening to the podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review. That way I can see how well I'm doing. Um, So that's just like a, kind of like a report card, you know. So without further ado, let's bring on Coach Lee Hopkins. Hi, Coach Lee. Hi, Nikki. (laughs) Hi. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, I'm glad that we finally were able to meet up, and um, it seemed like we had a couple. Oh, I had a couple delays, <laughs> you know, but but you're here now. So mm-hmm. I was looking on your website, and I saw your 30 day friendship challenge, and I was so intrigued by that because. I don't know about you, but I could always use some more friends. (laughs) So So tell me how you came up with that. Well, yeah. So I came up with the 30-day friendship challenge because of my own experiences with being lonely and looking for friends. And I found myself just trying to find friends in the the wrong places. Well, I discovered that. 99% of the problem with making friends is that I'm not making friends in the right places. Okay. I find myself in the wrong places to make friends. Is that like when you go to a bar to try to find a a boyfriend or a girlfriend and you're like, maybe I shouldn't be looking, coming here to try to find a (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Mate. (laughs) Because... I mean, I didn't know what else to do. That was my thing. I was looking in the bar scene. I was looking in the bar scene because I felt comfortable with alcohol. And I also knew that 
that's what you do. I mean, that's what I thought is that if you're yeah. not here, then the way people make friends, if they don't have something that's else, something else in common, like a common theme, the way you make friends or to talk to random people is going to a bar. Mm -hmm. And I've tried, I've tried many times um, talking to people <laughs> and the alcohol would make me forget. But also to combat that, I decided that, well, if I connected with somebody, I would take their number and I would text them a message of some few things that I remembered about them. Right. And then we would leave the bar and I would look at my text the next day and I'd be like, I don't know this person. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all had that experience. <laughs> yes. And it, it has been just one too many times. So yeah. I figured out this is what you need to do to really make friends. Well, I like that you recognize that, okay, this method isn't working. So mm -hmm. I need to do something different. And, um, and also holding yourself to a higher standard, um, of saying, okay, I'm not just going to be with whoever comes my way. Right. Right. So, um, so talk, tell us about, I, I know that you grew up, um, being extremely lonely. Mm -hmm. So, so kind of give us your background and then oh. how you got to this point, And then we'll go back to the friendship challenge. Of course. Yeah. So I grew up in a small town in Ohio and I just felt disconnected and pretty lonely from people. And I really felt like I couldn't, I don't, I, don't, I couldn't do it friendship right. That right. was the, the main theme. It's like, I would see other people with friends and I'd wonder how they did that. I wonder yeah. why, what was missing from me. And so right. I heard that it's because I haven't found my tribe. So I had an opportunity to leave my hometown to go to college and there I met new people from different backgrounds and histories and, and things like that. And uh -huh. um, even different countries. And wow. I was like, this is going to be it. I'm going to make these friends with it. But still, I didn't have that connection that I, I really wish that I had. But I, did, I didn't right. have the connection. So then I thought, well, I still need to find my tribe. So right. I had opportunity to leave Ohio and I moved to California. And right. there I met new people. I developed new friendships. I made new connections, but I still felt very lonely. There was something mm -hmm. that was missing. And around that time, I learned that it's my authentic self. That is what's missing. I'm not being my authentic self. And I felt right. like I couldn't be my authentic self. They wouldn't like me. So this is like one of the turning points in, in uh -huh. my connection with other people is that I discovered that I wanted to transition from female to male. And right. So I didn't want to share that with people, though. I didn't feel like it was safe. So I moved. I didn't even bother to tell people in California mm -hmm. that that was part of my truth. I moved instead to Chicago, where I am now, and I met the mm -hmm. right people, the queer community to help me um, transition physically, mm -hmm. emotionally, uh, all those things that go along with it. And right. also Caitlyn Jenner was coming out at the time. So I felt like, all right, I'm going to be my authentic self. I'm going uh -huh. to step into my body and be this person that I knew I wanted to be. I knew I should be. I knew I should be presenting myself as. Right. And still, I felt myself being very lonely. And so I was like, wow, my I don't know who I am or what I want or where I'm going. Uh -huh. And then I can't make any friends. So I learned some, I went to therapy 
and uh, in group therapy, I learned a lot more about my own behaviors and my outcomes and how I can make a change and how I can make things different, how I can develop friendships. And I started to developing, develop some of those, uh, the skills that it takes to become a friend uh-huh. and a friend to myself and a friend to others. And wow. I became a coach because I want to share that with other people. I yeah. thought, this is amazing. I have to share that. So it's it's very disheartening to me that you had to go to therapy to learn the basics of learning how to be friendly and to make friends. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, in your or even in my, you know, family dynamics that we grow up as, it's like we're missing important elements, you know. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, you know, cultural, if it's um, educational or social or political. I don't know. But it just seems like um, there are important things that we need to learn as a child to be able to function as a healthy adult, you know, that are missing. I mean, do you feel that or... Or how do you, I mean, what's your perspective on that? Absolutely. I think you hit it right on the head, the nail right on the head, because that is how I feel about it. And I think a lot of people are starting to wake up and understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Feeding or nourishing that inner child and, and helping that person we were as children as uh-huh. we are adults, because we didn't get it when we were children and right. our parents didn't have it. And, they, and their parents right. probably weren't even aware that it existed. And so we're discovering right. that. And now we are becoming healthier as we're uh-huh. nourishing our child or children as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really feel like there's, you know, as an adult, you know, from my perspective, you know, I see things that I struggled with, you know, growing up and as an adult and, and I realized that, well, maybe I, I should have learned that, you know, or I sh- it should have clicked for me. Um, and then, you know, with my boys, as they have gotten older, there were some things in, in their school education that they didn't even get to learn, that they don't even teach anymore. Mm. You know, they don't teach, you know, basic um, cooking, you know, or yeah. check balancing, things like that. So, I mean, I feel like, those are important, you know, skills that help you become, you know, this full embodied, mm. you know, healthy adult. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, well, I was going to say along the, the lines of subjects, I, I think that what they don't teach you, you know, and we've all, we all have English class here in the U S they teach mm-hmm. us some form of English, but they don't teach us communication. They don't teach us yeah. exactly how to speak our thoughts and our feelings in a way that will help us connect with other people. And right. that, that really is what I've been missing from uh-huh. my connections or my de- developing friendships with other people, because I didn't know how to feel my own feelings and uh-huh. let alone, let alone communicate them to other people, let it yeah. communicate that. And that has just been the most uh, lacking thing I've discovered in making friendships. Right. I know my kids, they, and my husband, they, they kind of make fun of me sometimes, but when I get scared, I, I, 
I act out in anger. Like I get mad, you know, if I'm worried about something, I'm like, why are you acting like that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> instead of saying, you know, I'm worried about you. I love you. I'm afraid for you, you know, or, or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> I it's, and yeah. you can just tell that I had not learned um, the proper response to <laughs> showing you know, concern for someone that I love or close to, I, I, I'm like, get mad about it, maybe because I'm afraid of those feelings or whatever. So well, I, I'd like to present something to you here, because I mean, it sounds like you haven't learned some proper skills. I have a proper in quotes in the yeah. quotations. It could be that maybe you, you are demonstrating something like people who know you, like your, your kids and your, your husband, they know you and they laugh because they know what you're trying to share with them. They right. understand what you're sharing with them. And maybe right. you haven't learned how to share it on a universal scare, scale. So like yeah. I wouldn't, I'd come to you and I wouldn't know what you, why are you so upset? But your, yeah. but your kids and your, your husband, they like, oh yeah, she's, she's doing that thing because she's concerned, right. she cares about you. It's right. like when you, it's like your kind of language when you share and when you like when you share, you cook for someone, that's uh -huh. like the language of love for some people. That's how I show love. I may yeah. never say the words, I love you, but I will cook you all your favorite dishes because that's how I do it. And it seems yeah. like just finding some kind of middle ground where uh -huh. we can understand each other is where we can make these real connections and friendships. So you were able to share that with me. You, you know that it's happening. You're able to share that with me. So if yeah. I saw you now and I, I saw you get upset, I'd be like, oh, I wonder what what's going on with you, or what not what's <laughs> not out of the blue, but I'd know like, oh, she's concerned about something. Yeah, what are you concerned about? And then we can talk, and then I can be more of a friend to you because I know more about you. Right, right, for sure. Or I mean, at least you didn't run in the opposite direction from the crazy mad lady, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, then what is it that you do when you get upset? <laughs> are you chasing people? <laughs> It's not that bad. Okay. <laughs> but my husband, the first time he experienced it, he's like, I am in a lot of pain, you know? And I'm like, I'm scared, you know, because I was so mean about it. And I was like, and then afterwards, I was like, I was really scared that, you know, you were going to be, you know, something terrible was going to happen to you. And, uh, and he's like, well, you have a weird way of showing concern. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. I will try and work on that. <laughs> so, but, um, so yeah, I can totally um, sim um, see where growing up, you know, and I, you know, I don't want to blame my parents, you know, because they do the best that they can do. Absolutely. You know, but I do feel like something, you know, is definitely is being missed, you know, with kids and, and, you know, teenagers. And I think if we had those skills to properly communicate to each other, you know, maybe our teenagers as they grow into adulthood would have more confidence, Absolutely. you know, about themselves. Yeah, so. absolutely. And I think that one of the skills is that's missing is um, boundaries, understanding yeah. what boundaries are. And what mm -hmm. I grew up when I grew up when I was learning about boundaries, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't told about them in my household or at school or anything. It was mm -hmm. something that just kind of evolved when mm -hmm. I went out into the world and experienced it. And I mm -hmm. learned that boundaries 
are things that you use to set limits on other people's behaviors. You say no. Those are when boundaries appear. And I don't okay. think that serves us very well. I don't I honestly don't think that serves us. And it didn't serve me in my relationships because mm -hmm. I cannot control someone else's behavior. I can only control how I react to it. And yep. so when I think about boundaries, I think about how they are more for saying yes to yourself rather mm -hmm. than saying no to someone else. So it's all about you saying yes to yourself. And that includes knowing what you want, knowing what you want. Because most yep. of my relationships and connections with other people, I counted on them to be make me happy. Because I just thought that being with someone, being in a room with them or being in the same place, having the same shared experience would make us connected. But it mm -hmm. doesn't. It doesn't. Right. It's, it's how I feel about that event and that experience and how I can right. convey the feeling of the event. Because we right. may have completely different feelings about the event. I'm, like if I we went to a movie together... We went to a Marvel movie and I'm over there enjoying it. I love it. I'm super excited about it. At the end of it, I come out saying, oh my God, did you see Thanos snap his fingers and how all the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and the other person looks at me and I'm like, nah, we are disconnected. We're disconnected. Yeah, for sure. So you brought up a Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> but we are disconnected. And but we it doesn't mean that we can we don't don't have to be disconnected in that moment. Yeah. We we have a shared event. We mm -hmm. get connected when we understand how each other feels about the event. So, right, right. So if I share all my joy and happiness with them and they can hear it and they can say to me, okay, Lee, I totally see that you're excited about that. Oh, that's yes. awesome. And then being heard, I would feel like, okay, then tell me, why didn't you like it so much? Or what did you feel about it? And then right. without getting defensive, without getting upset or angry, not taking it as an attack on me, Right. Listening to it as a he saying or they are saying yes to themselves, yes, yes to their own preferences, and they're expressing them to me. If I can accept those as a gift, then that's how you create friendship. That's yes. how you create connection. And I think that that skill is what's missing. Oh, I definitely am so glad that you mentioned that because um, going back to, you know, maybe high school, they used to have like debate teams, you mm -hmm. know, and you had a, a subject and you had your for and against, and then you had your reasons why. And that is such a good skill to learn, you know, because you're not, um, you're listening to the other person's opinions and then you're counteracting like, well, this is how I feel about it, or this is what I know about it. And, and you can still be friends at, you know, at the end of the day. You know, and mm -hmm. I you, know of lots of people that have totally, you know, they're on opposite ends of the spectrum or whatever it is, but they're friends, you know, and right. but they still find that common ground to yeah. communicate. Absolutely. They still have some kind of uh, connection or value that's higher than whatever mm -hmm. they disagree about. And I want to mm -hmm. I want to point out, though, that. Agreeing to disagree is not quite what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm saying to listen, to understand, mm -hmm. and to demonstrate that you understand. Right. There's, there's never a disagreement, and the the, re, the disagree there is disagreement there, but right. the, the harmony comes from 
demonstrating that you understand why they feel the way they do, expressing it to them so that they know that you understand why they feel the way they do. It's almost like you're putting yourself in their shoes and recognizing that they are who they are because of their own experiences and they're sharing that with you. You're not condemning them for that. You're not saying, no way, that's not me. That's Mm -hmm. not what I believe. Yes, you keep your beliefs, but you keep them. And right. you, there's no need to try and change them and there. Yeah. Just hear them and go on with your life. Or Yeah. <laughs> I totally, I can totally agree with that too. So, um, so what do you do about, you know, I have a friendship with somebody and they are like totally mad at me and won't talk to me. You know, I mean, maybe it's a family member or something. I mean, how do I, do I just wait for them to finally decide, okay, I'm not mad at you. I'm going to talk to you now. I mean, how do you, you know, fix? That's a great question. That's a great question because dealing with emotion in any capacity is really difficult. And I think that the emotion will disappear as soon as someone demonstrates that they understand why -hmm. the person has the emotion in the first place. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it feels like you haven't been heard or understood. So whoever your, your friend is or whoever, anybody's friend out there, if they're mad at you and they say, hey, I'm mad because these are things that you do that upset me. Mm-hmm. And you, as the person who hears the, the upsetness, mm-hmm. you think there's nothing I need to hear. There's nothing I need to do. There's nothing I need to change. I heard you. I heard you. But if you don't demonstrate that you hear how angry they are and why mm-hmm. they're angry, then the anger will remain. It, it just will stay. So my mm-hmm. recommendation and what I've discovered in my own self and my being angry with other people and having mm-hmm. people be angry with me is yeah. that I demonstrate to them, I understand that I messed up. I did something and it causes you frustration. I did that. Right. I own it. Even if I don't believe that I did anything to harm you. Even if it yeah. was not my intention to hurt you, right. I did. Yeah. I did. And as soon as I own that, I know how they feel. Yeah. I know how they feel. And I reflect that. I demonstrate to them that I know. And I reflect that back to them so that they know. Mm-hmm. So the next time, so the, the hope is, is that the next time that I am going to do the thing that hurts them, mm-hmm. I stop. And I stop thinking about myself and my desire to want to do the thing. And mm-hmm. I start thinking more about how it might make them feel or how they express to me that it makes them feel. Mm-hmm. And I will stop because I care enough about right. not making them angry. So that's the whole process. I, I recommend yeah. that it's listening and reflecting and validating their be their feelings. Like I hear wow. you. I understand mm-hmm. how you feel. And this is why everything you say is correct and true, even mm-hmm. though I myself don't believe it. Right. Well, that is really good, um, good advice. And being a mom, um, I can totally see um, this happening. So my thought on this one is, you know, what should moms or you know, dads do when they know that their kid or their child is struggling with making friends, you know, um, at any age. I mean, I know it's, Mm -hmm. you know, when they're younger, it's a different, 
you know, scenario, but and as, you know, teenagers or young adults, I mean, like what can they say or do for their kid? You know, um, I've heard all kinds of outrageous things where they, you know, they have <laughs> parties or, or, you know, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I'm maybe. I'm, yeah. I mean, like, know. yeah, we want to, we will set them up on a friendship date. <laughs> like, I think you two will make great friends. Go talk, go to the mall together. Here's some money to go see a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, I think that the demonstration of the feelings and the reflection of the, of the, the feelings is what parents can do to help yeah. because that's going to help them discover themselves and set right. those boundaries for themselves. They have right. to discover what they like and be able to communicate that clearly to someone. They have to discover what they do not like and be able to communi communicate that to someone. And I okay. mean that the specific actions and behaviors of, of people that they don't like or dislike yeah. or, or, or like, so that they can point it out. Because what, what the most, the most um, rampant, I like rampant, I'm looking for a word, the, the, uh -huh. the one thing that people bring to me, my clients bring to me, uh -huh. um, is that they think people don't like them and they can't understand why people don't like them. Well, okay. it's not that people don't like them. It's that uh -huh. people don't know them. They yep. don't bring an opinion. They don't yep. bring an idea. They're just like, I'm so afraid of sharing what I really think, or I really don't know what to think because I haven't had experience to decide yeah. that I, I don't want to contribute. And right. so people, it's not that they don't like you, but if you're, if you've ever asked anybody what they want to eat and you get through and they're like, I don't know, I don't know. And you throw out <laughs> ideas and, and they're just like, well, Chinese, nah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, pizza. I don't know. But they don't come up with anything to share. Then <laughs> no. I don't hang around you. <laughs> I'm going to go yeah. eat by myself. Or I'm going to find somebody who wants to eat at something at least something at least, you know, so right. it's, it's like that. We need to discover what those things are. And so right. that'll help them share, like sharing what they think and how they feel about things and having the parents help them understand that I need to, Yeah, it's great. It's good that you feel this way or right. I understand why you feel this way, communicating your boundaries, self-discovery, allowing them to, to try new things and to express right. how they feel about those things. Right. Well, I really love that advice. I mean, one of my sons, I won't say which one, but because we know, know who, who you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He knows who he is, but mm -hmm. he, he wanted to, you know, when he was younger, he wanted to be friends with other kids for, I felt like the wrong reason, you know, because maybe they had, I don't know, nicer shoes or a nicer car or whatever. And I just try to explain to them that's, that's not a goal, you know, that's, yeah, it's nice to have those nice shoes, but um, it's better to like somebody for who they are and the qualities that they have, you know, that they mm -hmm. can offer you and you offer them. Right. And I think over time they've learned, you know, he's learned that um, the hard way. And, but it's, I feel like, you know, now that he's learned it, it's made him a better person you know absolutely absolutely yeah and to that point to your point i mean like that's why i was i had friends the way i will quote 
unquote friends because mm -hmm. I would just be in the same place with them. But we were sharing a place. That's mm -hmm. it. We were drinking together or we were doing one activity together and that's it. And after that activity disappeared, we were not friends. And so yeah. what I recommend as a, a friendship coach is to help people, to help people make friendships. There uh -huh. are three things that we could focus on that will really help us decide or to connect with people a lot easier. And these right. things involve knowing who you are first. Right. But I'm going to give them to you. They are your history, the uh -huh. places you've been, the person you are, where you've come from financially or with your, your background, with your family. Those right. things, that's yeah. your history, then your hobbies. What are the things that you like to do for fun? What are things that you enjoy? Those are things that you need to know about yourself so you can connect with people who do the same things. Uh -huh. And then finally, your habits. If you've ever met someone who just annoys you because they show up so late, they're showing up so late, you're going to find you're going to find that that's part of their habit. Those are some of their routines. So yeah. what you want to do is look at yourself uh -huh. and look at what habits you keep because you're likely to meet people who do the same things wow. that you do. That like, sounds so simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we aren't taught that. We have to I had to go find out this information the hard way. I, I, had, to, <laughs> yeah. I had to go find out the hard way. So now I'm able to to share it because it really works. I mean, it's right. really easy to find someone who uh connection, like something to talk about if we get up at 5 a.m. and we go for a run. Like people who get up at noon, they have no idea what we're talking about. There's a, there's a whole set of things that happen at yeah. 5 a.m. too. I mean, right. I'm going to bed early. There's probably some other healthy things that I do to want right. to get up that early or maybe I have anything. But there's a way to connect and you can see yeah. each other. You can see connection in that. Right. So your three hobbies and habits. Wow. I really like that. So so tell us about this 30-day friendship challenge. I mean, I'm really intrigued by it. Well, and, thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So the 30-day challenge, the, it, it evolved out of um, me looking for friendships and, and, and shortcutting it. And history, hobbies, and habits is one of the, the tools that I use to mm -hmm. help connect with people. Because the history, your hobbies, and habits will, will make you, will put you in places that will connect you with other people. So I discovered mm -hmm. that the, the major problem was that I wasn't in the right place. I wasn't mm -hmm. in the right place because I ignored what I was doing with my history and hobbies and habits. I didn't talk about my history because I didn't think about it much. I wanted to just not share it. So yeah. as me being a trans man, I did not want to share that as a part of my history and my identity. Right. And I find myself not being able to connect with people because I didn't want to talk about that. So right. Really quick story. I developed a great friendship with a coworker, amazing person. We had great conversation around everything and anything, except they did not know that I was trans. So when I wanted to start dating people, when I really wanted to to talk about some of the rejection I was feeling, I felt uh -huh. close to him, but I could not share why I was being rejected. I tell him, oh, you know, this date didn't go so well, but I couldn't yeah. share this deep down thing of why I was being rejected. So that was wow. part of my history that yeah. I didn't share, that I didn't acknowledge, that I found myself mm -hmm. in places with people who didn't care for or, or wanted to celebrate that history with me. So I was right. in the wrong place. And right. then the hobbies and the habits. So we work through that and we work to discover what they are for you and how to implement them, how to find the places that will celebrate what your history, your yeah. hobbies and your habits are. And, and it's also about learning 
what to do when you find yourself in those places. So sure, mm -hmm. I found myself in an event where I'm connected with people who understand queerness and maybe they're also black and queer too. And maybe they mm -hmm. also enjoy board game or enjoy board games like I do. So I'm in the mm -hmm. place, I'm in the, the place to find the people who are interested in things I'm already interested in. I don't right. need to try and strike up a conversation about something and get rejected completely because they have no idea about it. It's like talking to, to someone who gets up at noon when I'm up at 5 a.m. <laughs> They don't have any idea about my lifestyle. They might be yeah. curious about it, but at the end of the day, they have a completely different lifestyle. So right. when you find yourself in places with people who are interested in the same kind of things, what do you talk about and how do you steer it to more connecting things? That includes mm -hmm. not oversharing. That includes sharing enough information not to like scare them. You don't want to drop a bunch of drama yeah. and drama yeah. on them because I believe our friendships should be made in joy. You know, your right. friendships should inspire you in some way. Right now, mm -hmm. at the, you're not probably, when you first meet someone, you probably don't want to share so much of your, your life story. <laughs> and, and, I and know people that have like out, out the door telling me everything they, you know, have experienced. And I'm mm -hmm. like, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> And you know that, see, that includes um, having a conversation about ex exiting the conversation. Like maybe you'll yeah. find yourself in the right place, but they're not the right person. I help you find ways to exit the conversation as mm -hmm. well as exit the conversation if it went well. Don't be mm -hmm. awkward about asking for their contact information because you're afraid of how they might feel or reject you. No, actually, here's all the signs that they like you and they want to hang out with you again. So mm -hmm. ask, make the ask. So I help you be more comfortable with that. So I really want to help you find a friend in 30 days. Every yeah. day you get a challenge to a complete. And then once a week, we got, we get together as a group and we talk about what our hardships were or what our, what our challenges were and how we work through those. So the 30 day friendship challenge is all about helping you find a friend that is going to celebrate you and be interested in you. So right. you can talk about things that are deeply important to you. Well, I really like those, um, those three tips because no matter what situation you are in, no matter what kind of person you are, you can be able to connect with somebody, you know, find that person that you can connect with, mm -hmm. you know, by following us, you know, those three little tips, you know, and it, I mean, it would really, you know, you think you might find somebody, but you know, they may not have the same hobby as you or whatever. And you're like, well, this might work out, but I don't know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, that's why I will just, you know, I'm Nikki, you've got me. I'm going to share with you my, my, <laughs> the, the, the way it works is that, you know, you're, you really need to know yourself. And so we yeah. help you to get to know more of yourself. But what is really, really important to you? So yeah. what is what is your top hobbies? Don't just say anything. I don't know. Because you got to decide on what you want to eat. We're, we're hungry and we want pizza of some kind. We want Chinese, whatever it is. You yeah. need to think about what it is that's important to you. So you have to go and have those experiences. You cannot tell someone that. Right you want them to make you happy, but you have no idea what it is that makes you happy yeah, or no idea what to talk about. Right. Cause they may be like, well, 
what what do you what can i do and you're like i oh. don't know oh mm. you know i can and i can totally see like like early relationships you know and you're mad because you didn't get this valentine you know yeah. party or whatever <laughs> you know like you didn't get your cards and your candy but they have no idea that that's what you wanted yeah. you know because you and you never even told them you know i do and, like you should just be romantic well romance for everyone isn't the same okay right. some women would probably like you to clean the house <laughs> and maybe that would be it there's other things that <laughs> yeah. people want you to do rather than that so you have to be yeah. able to know what they are so right uh, like i was saying when we take our history hobbies and habits and we put them together it's like yeah. your, top, your top three history yeah. your top three hobbies and your top three habits the ones that are most important to you the ones that you will not skip the ones that you do not want to change they're ingrained in right you. and you go to places oh, this is the key this is the key though it's not just one two three it's not just me going to a queer place yeah it's me going to a queer place that that's my history of people uh -huh. who also have the same habits or the same hobbies that I do. So right. queer board games, go for that. I went to, uh -huh. I go places like that. They have two out of three. And then while I'm there, I'm going to talk about some of my habits uh -huh. so to find the right people. Yeah. And that helps me really close the gap in and be more targeted about the people I'm talking to rather than going to a bar and talking to a random person here, a random person there, thinking that- And then forgetting all about it. Forgetting all about it, all about it. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, <laughs> I have a question, but I'll, I'll ask it later, but I- um... <laughs> Okay, I'm intrigued, but okay. okay. <laughs> I- the, you know, the, the saying curiosity killed the cat. <laughs> That's totally me. <laughs> but. I welcome curiosity. I mean, that is your superpower. Honestly, that's your superpower. <laughs> I mean, absolute and serious in all seriousness. That is like the way to make connections with people. Like that guy who came out of the movie with me, imagine that we went to a movie together. And for some reason, they did not like this movie. I do not know why. Yeah. I, I don't want to be defensive. What I want yeah. to be is curious to allow yeah. them to open up and share the <laughs> and share with me so that they feel heard and understood. Well, so, I think that's why I've been doing these podcasts, Lee, because yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to find out more about this person. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. they're just something curious. <laughs> exactly. You know, but <laughs> so um be before we end our conversation though, what is one last thing that we can leave with our audience. You know? Thank you for listening to Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. I help moms move forward with confidence as they overcome the hurdles of nurturing children with mental health struggles. Advocate and coach for mamas who have a lot on their plate. If that is you, I promise it's going to be okay. Let's connect. You can listen to my podcast on Acre, Spotify, or Google, or anywhere where you listen to the podcast. You can now uh, watch videos of the podcast on my YouTube channel, Motherhood Unfiltered. It's going to be okay. 
or you can just check me out on my website, www.nikkiasherbowling.com. You know, about, you know, connecting, um, you know, making new friendships using these three tips. Do you have... I mean, I know there's more than one, but... <laughs> of course. Yeah, you could see me. I'm like, oh, just one, just one. <laughs> I know most people are like, well, I've got three, Nikki, and they just start going on and we're... <laughs> just like, all right. I think that the way to really make connections with people is to recognize how you feel. It's yeah. first, it, it starts with you before you can connect with anyone else. Yep. So recognizing how you feel and being able to communicate that clearly will help people understand what their expectations are of them mm-hmm. so that you can make a friend. Okay. Yeah. That's just, um, and you know, that might be easy for some people, but I'm going to guess that maybe for a lot of people that is going to be a hard thing for them to, to figure out. Absolutely, and um, I could totally see them needing help now maybe me 20 years ago yes I probably would have been like I can't believe you even asked me that I have no idea you know but now as I've gotten older I've I've learned like what I do like and don't like you know and it always brings me back when you're talking about picking a restaurant to eat um my uh, my ex-husband, he would always say, where do you want to eat? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, well, what about this? And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, what about this? And I'm like, no. And he's just going through all the options. And yeah, it and- used to drive him insane. And I... And now I'm like, oh, I know where I want to go, you know. That's right. That's right. So, I just... I just found that so funny, but, um, so where can people get a hold of you, um, to do this 30 day challenge or to look you up as a coach? Yeah. And you can find me at patternsofpossibility.com. That's where I have my 30 day challenge as well as some tips to making memorable conversations. And I have an ebook of flourishing friendships. So you can find all that at patternsofpossibility.com. And also you can find me on all social media at Patterns of Possibility. I'm more active on Instagram and TikTok yeah. and, and YouTube. So, and you, do you have your own podcast? Yes, I do. But I have been on, on hiatus for a little bit. Okay. Just, um, I'm absolutely thinking about revamping it probably after the summer, just yeah. because I wanted to make sure I had all my programs set up first. Right. Oh, well, that's very uh, proactive of you because when I started mine, I was like, I'm doing it. And then I start recording on the video and then I have no idea like how to share it with people. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any technical part of it. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's a sign that's, of growth. That's a, I'm, I'm actually impressed and, and I'm thrilled to hear that because it's a sign of growth and your own desire yeah. to experiment and have something new happen. Well, I, it's been a year now since I started. And my very first um, interview was with my mom. I um, interviewed her and um, 
that was pretty, you know, awesome. So I was really proud of that moment. But we will, um, I will have all of your information in the show notes. And so if you find yourself being lonely, you know, don't worry. There's lots of lonely people out there. And um, if you can just use these three tips, it will help you um, become more competent. I know that, you know, I know that you've just figuring it out for yourself. Like what I want, my history, you know, my hobbies, my habits, and just knowing those things, you know, will make you more, you know, it will raise your self-esteem, it will raise your confidence in yourself, and you'll be able to, you know, intelligently communicate those to other people when you go out to find, you know, these friends, your friends that you're wanting to connect to, so... Well, Coach Lee, I am so glad that we finally got to meet up and chit-chat for a while. And um, I hope that you will come back again and we can, you know, have some more conversations. So, Absolutely. Thank you so much, Nikki, for having me. It was a joy. love this episode of motherhood unfiltered it's going to be okay podcast head over to apple spotify or amazon podcast to subscribe rate and leave a review it's very much appreciated thank you